Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I would encourage you, if you have access to right now, to go to either our YouTube channel, First College Rustin, or our Instagram page, which is First College Rustin, and watch the IGTV or the YouTube video there. Because basically what we're going to be doing during this podcast time is a how to pray video and I'm going to be interacting on an iPad. And so it would just be really helpful for you to get some visuals as we walk through this process. If you're not able to, then I hope you still enjoy getting to listen to this and I do pray that it's still helpful for you. Hey First College, I hope everybody is doing well. Uh, If you uh, listened to us last week, we are starting a new series called How To. And in this series, we're going to be looking at how to do various disciplines in our walks with the Lord, whether it's how to pray or how to read God's Word, how to give or tithe, how to fast. And we're going to be looking at various facets from week to week. And y'all, one of the things that I want to do during this time, much like I did last week, is I want you to be able to see kind of what I'm writing or how I interact with God's Word or whenever I pray or various disciplines that I do. And hopefully that'll be helpful for for you. So like I said last week, I hope you have a Bible in front of you, a notebook, be able to take some notes because hopefully it's going to be helpful for you to be able to see what I'm doing so that you can also imitate and then, you know, do it your own way as well. And so this week we're actually going to be looking at how to pray. And so let's dive in and look at that together. All right, everyone. So like I said, what I'm going to do is just kind of show you my method of praying and what this looks like for me uh, each morning. Um, you know, just some things before I get started. What I've found is that most people, if you were to ask them where they struggle more with reading God's Word or sitting down and having dedicated time in prayer, most people are going to say they struggle more to really spend long time in prayer. And so what I would encourage you to do, one of the things that I found that's been really helpful for me is to start my quiet time with, I actually start with scripture memory and then I move into a time of prayer. And then this is what I do praying before I begin uh, just diving into God's word and reading. So anyway, I would encourage you to make this be the first thing that you do, the focal point of what you do and how you start. And so anyway, let me just jump into kind of what I do. So as you can see, what I have here is basically just you know, how to pray. Um, And I walk through six different things that I have here. Praise God, repent of sin, thank God, intercede for others, ask God, and then surrender. And so that's just kind of bullet listed type thing that I do just for you to know. Um, But what it actually looks like is really what I want to talk to you all about during this time. And so the first thing I do is I start by praising God. And y'all, Actually, before I even start with this, I would just say that this isn't just entirely my method. This is, you know, Chris, the pastor at First Baptist Rustin. I've pulled from him. I've pulled from, you know, the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. That's a good place to start. I've pulled from just the acronym of pray, which is praise, repent, ask, yield. And, and so there's different ways to pray. There's a lot of great methods, but I really like this method. And once again, hopefully this is helpful to you. So first thing I do is I start off by praising God. And what I mean by praise God is, is I try and think of, of how can I praise God and worship Him just for who He is. You know, the actual definition of the word praise is to express warm approval or admiration of. So this is just a time really just to sit down and just admire God for who He is. Not to admire Him necessarily just for what He's done for you, but admire God for who He is, what He's done. And it's a time just really to praise God for Himself. You know, I think about 
you know, if I were to praise my wife, I wouldn't want to just praise my wife just for the attributes of how she is towards me. I don't want to praise her because she serves me so well or she does this for me or these things for me. In some ways, it seems like I'm thankful for her because of what she does for me. But instead, I don't want to praise her just for who she is, that she's sweet, that she's beautiful, you know, that she's kind. Those things that she is um, just in and of herself. And so this is a time where you just praise God for who he is. Now, if you're anything like me, what I learned whenever I first started praising God is that I didn't know how to praise God. Um, this was several years ago whenever I really started doing this in my quiet time. And I said, okay, I'm going to spend dedicated time just praising God for who He is. And I found out I praised Him for the same four things. And I just didn't have a very good idea of how to praise God. And so several things I would say are helpful here. The first thing that I've gotten to where I do is I praise God today for the truth that he taught me about himself yesterday. And so in other words, what I learned in my quiet time yesterday, I start my day off today almost reminding myself of who I found God to be yesterday, whether it's praising God because he forgives, praising God because of his power, praising God because of his sovereignty, praising God because he is gracious, praising God because of his goodness, praising God because of whatever it might be. Um, Just spending time praising God for what I learned yesterday. And to me, that also helps reinforce what I learned yesterday. Another thing that I did, and honestly, probably the most helpful thing for me, is I found a 30 days of praying the names and attributes of God, basically PDF from a group called The Navigators. And I'm going to show you all that just real quick. Um, So it basically looks like this. And this link is actually in our Instagram bio right now, if you were to go to that. And you can see 30 days of praying the names and attributes of God from one Jehovah, Jehovah M. Kadesh, His infinite He's omnipotent, He's good, His love, Jehovah Jireh. And so it prays names and attributes of who He is. And what I did is I like it's 30 days of it because you pray for each of these each day of the month and you just work through them. So this is an easy PDF that you can do. And they also actually have other resources as well. Like they have 30 days of praying for your neighbors. And I found that to be extremely helpful as well. So anyway, just spend, start off your time by praising God. And typically what I do is I'll write out you know, whether it's his attribute or his name, and then I'll just spend time writing and praising him for who he is. The second thing I do, as you can see here, is repentance. Um, the way Chris actually says this is it's get your heart right. Um, and I kind of like that idea because it's really based in two things. One, I think about with God. So I want to get my heart right with God. And secondly, I want to get my heart right with others. And so whenever I think about getting my heart right with God, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold on to promises like 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so what I like to do is, hopefully this is an everyday prayer I'm making, so I want to think in the last 24 hours, what have I done, God, that would be against Your will? What have I done that would displease You? What have I done that is sin? What have I done that, you know, maybe my repentance is, God, I just haven't cared to share with people about you. Maybe my repentance is coming to him and being honest about where my heart's at today. God, I just don't feel like being here. Or God, you know, I just finished praising you and I'm just not feeling it today. Or or whatever it might be, repent. And remember, repentance isn't just confessing your sin, it's confessing and also turning from your sin. And so I'm going to start by repenting to God. Within the last 24 hours, Lord, what is it in my life that, that maybe I've just missed? And y'all, sometimes I'm shocked by whenever I really sit and reflect over the last day, Areas in my life that I probably would have never thought about that it's pretty clear I've got sin in my life. And if you can't think of anything, 
then just remember Psalm 19.12. This is what we talked about last week whenever David says, Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Like there's sin in our life that we don't even know about. And so just spending time praising God that he even covers that sin, even though you may not know what it is. But I'm going to get my heart right with God. And the second thing, which Chris really taught me this, is is to get my heart right with other people. Y'all, there are times that we're just rude or we just don't care about our roommates. Or for me, I'm, I'm whatever with my kids or my wife, and you just don't think about it that often. And so I take that time and say, okay, within the last 24 hours... Is there anything I need to repent about with others? Is there any way I need to get my heart right with other people? Is there jealousy in my heart I don't know about? Have I been brash towards people? Have I been short with people? Have I not cared about people? Like what, how can I get my heart right with God and with other people before I approach Him any further in prayer? And so I spend that second time, it's praise God and then repent of sin. And the third thing I do is thank God. Y'all just spend time here just trying to think about, okay, Lord, let me just think of all the ways that you've blessed me and you're gracious toward me. And let me just thank you. Like from the simple things to the complex things. And for me, I usually start off by saying, thank you, Lord, for a new day. You know, I never want to take my days for granted. You know, today is the only Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020 that we're ever going to have. I'm going to praise him for today. Uh, but just spend time there thanking God. You know, something that somebody told me a long time ago that's really stuck with me is this. is If tomorrow you had only the things that you thank God for today, what would you have? If tomorrow you had only the things that you thanked God for today, what would you have? And I know that that isn't, you know, going to be the truth, thank goodness. But really think about that. How much do we really stop and praise God and thank Him for the ways that He has blessed us. And so I want to spend each or, or time each day just thanking God um, for how He's blessed me and just spend time praising Him for that. So that's the third thing right there. And then the fourth thing is intercede for others. And y'all, this is, this is crucial. Um, in my prayer time, this has probably been the biggest uh, surprise. It might be weird to say it that way, but it's been the biggest surprise because used to in my prayer time, I would always pray for myself and about things for myself, regarding myself. And then whenever I added this here to really think, okay, I want to take out time to intercede for other people and pray for other people. You know, as I read God's word, scriptures kept popping out that just became obvious how we need to be interceding for other people. A verse I saw earlier this actually maybe it was last year, um, ended up memorizing, was 1 Samuel 12, 23. And it just says this, As for me, far be it for me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct, instruct you in the good and the right way. Far be it for me to sin against God by failing to pray for you. In essence is what it says. And so, once again, that's 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 12, 23. You know, I... I want to pray for people that are in my life. You know, I want my wife and my kids to know that I'm praying for them. Um, I want people in our ministry to know that whenever I ask them for prayer requests, that they know that I'm praying for them. And so I kind of want to give you the method or show you basically the way that I do this. And so I'll walk through several different things. Um, First, I start with my family. Every morning I'm going to start with writing M. Ellis. Nor Grace and Abram. 
And I spend time praying for each of them for very different things. For Emily, you know, this is an idea, guys, maybe for you one day whenever you're married. But I try my best to give Emily a blank sheet of paper on Monday and say, how can I pray for you this week? So that way I have it in front of me. It gives her time to write it down. And I tell her just to slip it in my Bible whenever she's done. And so each morning I get up and I see what Emily, what my wife says, hey, this is how I want you to pray for me. And then I add to that list so I can pray for her. I pray for Ellis, for Nor Grace, for Abram. And if you know them, there are very different prayer requests for each of them. But I pray for them and I pray um, for my family regarding that. The second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for people that I'm discipling. Now for you, if you're not discipling anyone, this may be a good time to pray for your small group. But people that you're trying to really walk closely with, in the faith. So family is the first thing I do, then people I'm discipling. And what I like to do is ask them how I can pray for them, have a list in front of me that I usually keep in my notes packet on my phone. And I just pray through that. So, you know, whenever, whenever I tell people I'm praying for them, I don't want them to think I'm just blowing smoke. I want them to really believe that I'm doing that. And I want to do that. So I'll start with those two things. Then really, I guess if I were to number these to make it a little bit easier, the third group that I pray for is I just look for people that are lost, that don't know Christ. And so I typically start with family members on mine and my wife's side and, you know, just really praying for for God to to open up their eyes, for them to see the gospel rightly and for God to use me to help get the gospel to them. And and so I pray for them. Then I think about not just family, but then I move to friends, people that I'm close to. Then I move to other people that maybe I'm not friends with. But, you know, oftentimes whenever I'm asking guys who I'm discipling, who who I can pray or what I can pray for them about, it's about talking to this guy about the faith or whatever. And so I'm going to spend this time praying for lost people and then just the world in general. And one of the ways that I want to do that as well is really the fourth area is I want to pray for people around the world that have no access to the gospel, which what we typically call them is the unreached. People that have little to no access to the gospel. And what I like to use is an app by the Joshua Project. And the app is actually called Unreached of the Day. And I can show it to you right here, the Unreached of the Day. And basically, this is what it gives you. It gives you, so for today, it's the Kandu in India. And it shows you their location in India, which is really good just because it gives you an idea of, honestly, for me, it's helped me be more aware of the lostness and where it is in our world. But it tells you the population, what percent of them are Christian or evangelical. And in this case, it's 0%. Main religion is Hinduism, main language Hindi, and their status is unreached. And y'all, I'm telling you, the more you open this up and see 0%, 0%, and that red unreached just screams out, I feel like, from uh, the screen. Um, and it should just cause us to say, God, send somebody. Lord, send me. Do, do whatever you need to do. And it, it makes you really be open to praying for other people in the world. But you also see a little bit about the can-do, about the ministry of obstacles, outreach ideas, how you can pray for followers of Christ, how you can pray for the entire people group, and then just a scripture focus for that and a few other things at the bottom. But I want to encourage you to get that app. It's called Unreached of the Day. And use that to to pray for people around the world who don't know Christ and have no access to the gospel. And the last thing that I do is I have a notes packet, like I said, and under the people that I'm discipling or my small group, under that is just a list of miscellaneous people that I'm going to be praying for. Um, Typically, that's the person that I meet with in the day and say, hey, how can I pray for you? I'm just going to put that in my phone, and that way whenever I open up, it's right there on my list, and I'm going to pray for them. Sometimes I pray for them recurring. That way I can remember and ask them later on if somebody has... 
you know, surgery on their leg. I want to remember that. And, you know, if I tell somebody I'm praying for them, then I never ask about it. It seems kind of suspect whether I really was actually praying or thinking about them or not. But I want to write it in there and pray for them. So that way it's a reminder to me as well, like, oh, I need to check up on them or I need to check up on this person, what's going on with this relationship or whatever it might be. But use a list. Y'all, we have phones on us at all times, so we have no excuse for not writing down and and making sure that we have um, ways that we can be praying for people on access to that at all times. And so intercede for others. And it sounds funny to say it, but if there's any area in prayer time that I can really get carried away with, y'all, once you learn to really pray for other people, you find that you just love doing it. It's, it's you know, whenever you believe that God is hearing you and what you ask of Him, He's going to do, it's just an incredible feeling to say the least. So um, I just want to challenge you to, to really begin praying for other people. And so that's intercede for others. And the fifth thing that I got here is ask. And, you know, before I even jump into this, I want you to think about this idea of asking God to do something. To ask Him something. You know, you're posing a question to the Lord. And it's just interesting. It's an interesting thought to think like we're asking God to do something and we know that the God of the universe hears us. But even more so than that, I want you to think about this. We don't ask God stuff because we're selfish. We don't ask God stuff because, you know, we're, we're wrong. We don't ask God stuff just because we have this wrong boldness. We ask God, or we should ask God, first and foremost, because He commands us to ask Him. In John alone, John chapter 14 through 17, we see six times where Jesus tells His disciples to ask. Ask. John 14, 13 through 14, He says, Whatever you ask in My name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 15, 7 to 8. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. John 16, 23 through 24. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. John 16, 26 to 27. In that day you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself self loves you because you have loved me and believed that I came from God. Basically, you have access straight to God the Father. And y'all, this idea of asking God really should be born from this thought that God is our Father. This is the way that, that He tells us to address Him. And in Matthew 6, 9, it's, Jesus says, whenever you pray, pray this way, Our Father who art in heaven. Y'all, God is a heavenly Father who loves you, who desires to give you good things. He is a good and a gracious God who cares about you. That's one of the things I love about James 1, 5. If any of you lacks, lacks wisdom, ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to Him. Later on, verse 17, every good and perfect gift is from above. Y'all, this area of asking, you know, I've heard it said that, that prayer is omnipotent. It can do anything that God can do. Basically, whenever you ask God and you ask bold prayers of God, you will see Him show up and do bold things in your life. And so this is, if there's one area where I would say, just to hone in on and really think about, it's this right here. Ask. I know I'm doing all kinds of messed up artwork on this, but ask, ask, ask. You have the opportunity to come to the throne of God and say, God, this is my heart's desire for you and for your glory. You know, right now, I don't know if we could ever jump on this um, any more than we could right now. Just this week, y'all, I was struggling with just everything that's going on. And really last week, last Tuesday, I kind of hit a breaking point of just 
being down in the dumps about everything that's going on. And, you know, Wednesday or Thursday after I got off my pity party and finished complaining, I was just praying to the Lord and realized that my struggle is I haven't been praying enough about this. And while I was actually driving home one day, I was praying to God and just thinking about how to get through this situation. And it just popped in my mind that God actually gives us a parable where he talks about exactly what we're going through. Luke 18, 1, Jesus literally says, or it says that Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he tells them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and never lose heart. And I just started thinking about that. Like we're called to always pray and not lose heart. But for me during this time, I'm, I'm complaining or I'm frustrated or I'm worrying or I'm fearful of stuff. Instead of praying God and not losing heart, I'm doing the exact opposite. And, you know, anyway, just getting to this, I've learned to ask God, God, take away the anxiety, take away the fear, take away the worry, take away this because this shows I don't have faith in you. And y'all, really what asking comes down to, it really comes down to this one word. Do I have faith? Faith that God hears me. Faith that God wants to answer me. Faith that God will answer me. Faith that, that y'all, He can do anything. I, once again, coming back to the quote, prayer is omnipotent. It is all-powerful. It can do anything that God can do. I would challenge you, boldly come to the throne of God because Jesus commanded us to do so. And He tells us we have that opportunity at our fingertips. And the last thing that I say right here is surrender. And y'all, usually I added this because I do include this in my prayer time. This usually goes at the end of my Bible study. And I'll share more about that whenever I get to how to read God's Word. But surrender. And this is really just the time where I basically want to cap off everything I say with, I am yours. Like, do with me what you will, God. Today is your day. May it be by your will. And this is just a reminder to myself And me just expressing this out loud, God, today is your day and I'm yours. Do with me as you will. I'm your servant. Use me today, uh, however you would like to do so. So y'all, hopefully this helps um, as we just look through several things here of how to pray. Praise God, repent of sin, get your heart right with God and with others. Thank God, intercede for other people, and then boldly come and ask God. Um, Ask Him what your heart's desire is. Ask Him things according to His will. Ask Him boldly and you'll be shocked at how God will work in your life. Um, And then continually remind yourself and say to God, Lord, my life is yours. Y'all, hopefully this was helpful to you. And hopefully this series is going to be helpful. And please forgive all the uh, interesting marks I have here. But I do pray that the visual was helpful over just having just a regular podcast. So thanks so much again for listening and watching. And hopefully... uh, Well, you'll be back again next week.